This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good Monday afternoon. Welcome into Grant and Danny. It's February 12th, 2024. we got a great show planned for you today at 4 o'clock in two hours ahead of our Beltway Blitz. Nate Bargatze tickets. You want to go see the Red Hot Comedian at Capital One Arena. We've got those for you at 4 right here on the fan. Danny, sadly, the NFL season has come to an end. The wait begins now. A very long, cold, 206 footballless days ahead. The slog begins today. We'll be able to talk about yesterday, last evening, uh, all 77 hours of it. Oh, my God, it took so long. We got to fix that. It's like a college football bowl game midweek type stuff. Uh, Speaking of college football bowl games, that's how the game felt to me for Maybe the first half. You know, one of those like where both teams have a month off and they had to do exams and couldn't practice regularly. You're not used to that. These two teams that are objectively excellent at the height of their powers, some fumbles, some false starts, some starts and stops. It it didn't look real clean for a while. Second half business picked up, though. Yeah, it was choppy at best. It was probably bad football at times with the takeaways. But it was interesting to me at halftime, certainly. Early third quarter, you saw a lot of people calling the game a snoozer, saying that it was a bad game. I think we're at a point where anything that isn't a shootout is considered that. Mm -hmm. People mistake offense for a good game or defense for a bad game, in my opinion. Don't you think? In a lot of ways, yes. Yes, there were fumbles. But it wasn't like Christian McCaffrey just fumbled with nobody around him. I mean, a great play was made going to the ground by a defensive player who gets paid a lot of money. There was... The sloppy play to start the third quarter where Mahomes threw the pitch on a toss to Pacheco, like up around his shoulder pad, basically. And Pacheco had to fall on that and lose a few yards. But for the most part, the really bad plays that were made offensively were actually good defensive plays. So I'm watching it the whole time. I was kind of thoroughly enjoying it. It was close for the most part. You had the 10-point lead early for San Francisco, but that was in the second quarter. So I wasn't one of the people that thought it was bad. If you're saying it was boring or there wasn't a ton of action, I guess I could get behind that. But I don't mind a good defensive football game. And I thought for the most part, that's what it was early. Yeah, I, I would I would add to that, though, and push back slightly. I do think it was sloppy early on. Again, with, with, with yeah, San Francisco false starts. Sure. Yeah, so then I think we're in lockstep then. The, the, some of the fumbles, you know, are whoever the Kansas City Chiefs center is. I've forgotten his name. I looked it up three times. 
please snap the ball above Pat Mahomes' Reed ankles. Humphrey? Yeah, please snap it above his ankles one time in the second half. Stuff like that. You mentioned the pitch to um, uh, to Pacheco. Uh, I think there was a muffed punt before the actual muffed punt happened, and re- somebody recovered their own fumble. Just, again, it looked like these teams were rusty. But then I think as the second half went on, it became that high-level football we were used to. And you're right. People conflate low scoring with boring. Um, you know, or lack of execution. These two defensive teams, San Francisco played better defensively than they had in some time, I felt like, most of the game. And Kansas City's defense is outstanding. I mean, who is better in pass coverage than that group right now this minute? I, they are incredible. Yeah. Chief secondary is number one in the league. And their corners specifically, shutting down wide receivers on the outside. Tremendous. I thought in the first half, namely, really two and a half quarters maybe, and then things changed a little bit. The Chiefs opened up their passing game. They spread San Francisco out a little more. But when they tried to be heavy with their personnel, Mm -hmm. be super balanced, run the ball a bunch with Pacheco early, I thought the 49ers defensive front crushed the Chiefs offensive front. They were great. Chase Young, I thought, played awesome football, particularly early. That was the best game he's played probably in San Francisco, but certainly in weeks. But just the D-line in general for the Niners, way better than the Chiefs offensive line and that's why it was 10 to nothing with 20 seconds to go in the first half before Harrison Butker kicked a 28-yard field goal just to get them on the board going into intermission. But in the end, we got ourselves a classic, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, you might just skip ahead to because of how long it was, the next time you watch this game back, you might just start watching from halftime basically and get a couple of hours of quality entertainment, but between the second half and then overtime What a tremendous finish this was. And the story for me is, this is a Patrick Mahomes story. Mm -hmm. Everything else is secondary. Danny, last night, Mahomes led the Chiefs in rushing yards, and his leading wide receivers were McCole Hardman, who's been on the team for a couple of hours coming back from the Jets, and Justin Watson. And they won the Super Bowl. This was far and away, not mm-hmm. close, the most flawed team of the Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey era. And they ran the table with road games, no less. Yep. They actually went through the hardest path, according to DVOA, ranking of opponents, in the history of a team that won the Super Bowl. Nobody has ever gone on a harder path, quality opponent, on the road and otherwise, than the Chiefs just did. And they did it with their worst team around Patrick Mahomes. He is Thanos. He just snaps his finger and sorry about it, Kyle. You don't get one. Sorry about it, Josh Allen. You got to wear this. Sorry about it, Lamar Jackson, MVP for a second time. You got to go home. It's just different, man. And he wasn't even that great in the first half. No. It wasn't impactful. Didn't do a whole lot. Had the early second half interception. But as that game went on, you just saw it happening again. He, they were not going to lose if he had the ball last. So it's, of course, on that fourth and one, the scramble. Of course, the play call was perfect. Of course, he, you know, uh, the instant where they, they'd been so good and so disciplined. I th- actually thought Tony Romo had his best game as a color commentator in some time. A, a, way less of like, oh, it sounded like Roscoe P. Coltrane. You but, enjoyed Romo last night? No, but I think he was better than he normally is. Because I normally think he's dreadful and nearly, nearly unlistenable. I think he was fine last night. Didn't ruin it for me. But he actually did a really good job of pointing out how good Nick Bosa was in the, the backbreaking thing that Mahomes does more than more than anybody else is that you don't you think he's hemmed in and he somehow 
weasels his way out to the right, whether he goes under you, goes over the top, whatever, and then it's the run-pass option, and he slings it down the field for a back-breaking gain or finds Travis Kelsey, plastering a receiver, or, or a defender, rather, whatever it is. And Bosa wouldn't let him do it the entire game. So, of course, that one time where the defensive tackles maybe pushed a little bit wider than they should have, instantly squirts through huge scramble uh you know game changing sort of field position move where he ran for you know whatever it was 20 yards things like that and you just go you can't stop this guy you can't you cannot stop him that play was incredible because the chiefs are the only team in the NFL that does not run quarterback sneaks mahomes a couple of years ago ran a quarterback sneak i don't know if you remember this it was a primetime game and he got banged up like his knee got hurt and he had to play the rest of the game with a knee after he came out for a little while and got examined and over the last couple of years, they have not run a single quarterback sneak. They refuse to do it. So they were the first team, I think, to start doing the thing where they bring the tight end in motion when they're in shotgun. And Kelsey or Noah Gray or one of those guys yep. gets up under center as a big body to do the quarterback sneak. But they've done that so many times now that any time you know, the tight end comes in motion and starts to creep up toward the center, it's just kind of known what they're going to do. And there's not a whole lot you can do off of that. So I thought right then and there, at fourth and a couple of feet, they were going to lose because they didn't have, on, on a year that's been all about the tush push, mm-hmm. and how easy it is to just fall forward, they're the one team that doesn't have that play. Reed refuses to run it. I guess technically they could have run it for the first time in a couple of years, and it would have been a big story, I'm sure, locally in Kansas City, but they didn't need to. Like you said, that was such a good design. It was their two best players were involved. Either you're going to toss the ball to Kelsey if no one's around him, or he's going to be a lead blocker and Mahomes will keep, go get me two yards. And it just so happened that he got a lot more than that. Uh, they continue their drive. They go on to win the football game in overtime, 25-22 to 22 in what was an epic. Uh, I just think that they're not going to win it every year, obviously. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. But with Mahomes being 28, six years in, having won three championships, four AFC titles, Theoretically, he's only going to be getting better. Kirk Cousins talks about this a lot. I saw him this week talking about as a quarterback, and you're you're in your mid-30s, upper 30s, you're smarter than you've ever been before. You're Mm -hmm. seeing things pre-snap. Like, I'll I'll go the other side. There were a few times last night on huge downs where Brock Purdy didn't check out of something or didn't account for a blitzer, Uh and it destroyed the 49ers. There was the last play of offense that they had, remember, where Chris Jones was just untouched coming downhill toward Purdy. And there was an incompletion trying to throw it out wide, I think, to Juwan Jennings. And then they had to kick the field goal in overtime. Mm-hmm. If you kind of see what they're doing there, you can get out of that play. There was another big third down before the 53-yard field goal for Moody. The third and five, the corner blitz. Exactly. Yeah. Where coming off of the slot, I think it was McDuffie. Mm-hmm. He's pretty obviously coming. Like he's halfway between the slot receiver and the tight end. He did. He figuratively was like... Like pretending I, I'm I'm not a threat, and like looking away, and it was like, dude, that guy's coming. <laughs> but if you're Purdy, or, yeah. or just like I don't know if Mahomes does it, I'm guessing he would. Certainly, a veteran quarterback kind of accounts for that, and either you know you tap your helmet, you do something. Did you, you see alert. Trent Williams pointed out by the way? Exactly in real time, and you're just going, oh, he's like he he recognized it, but you missed it. So yeah. I, I wonder a little bit. I thought Purdy was fine. He was good enough to mm-hmm. win. I, I hate going through. He missed this throw, missed that throw. Every quarterback misses a throw in every game. The, the, the big one was Debo open for a touchdown they didn't hit on. Yep. Shades of Jimmy Garoppolo puts the game away for Kyle and the 49ers five years ago. Same kind of deal. 
There was another play early, remember, with Brandon Ayuk, where he kind of threw it over the wrong shoulder. I thought it was a lower percentage play, though, but he was definitely open. On both of those plays, Chris Jones was great, was coming downhill toward Purdy, getting up in your face, making you throw it a tick earlier than you wanted to. But I did wonder on a couple of those huge rushes Mm -hmm. if that's something where if your quarterback on the field is an extension of you and he's a little further along and he's not a second-year player who's basically you know, one and a half full seasons into his career, what does that look like, right? But Mahomes, you don't have to worry about that. He just does all the right things. How about this, Danny? Six years in now, 15 playoff wins, third all-time. Tom Brady has 35 playoff wins. It took him 22 years. Patrick Mahomes is on pace in 22 years to win 81 playoff games. Now, he's not going to do that. But my point is, Brady won 35 over 22 seasons of a career. Mahomes is on a pace where if he plays for 22 seasons, he will have 81 playoff wins. Joe Montana, second all-time, 16 playoff wins. He did it in 15 seasons. The pace that Mahomes is on, that would be 37 playoff wins over 15 seasons. We've never seen anything like this. It's amazing. He has been a starting quarterback for six years in the NFL. All six times his team played in the conference championship game. They are four and two in those games. They lost one Super Bowl and won three others. We should not be taking any of this for granted. This is so impossible given this league. If this was, you know, this is the NBA. Like we saw similar type runs with Jordan and company, right? It feels like the NBA, like the Warriors or your LeBron or Steph or whatever. Yeah, because... One guy can make that much of a difference in that league. Right. Playing 40 minutes both ways, yes. you know, dominating possession and taking the other team's people, best player out. You're exactly. 10% of the people on the floor rather than being one out of 36 in, in, in his sport. The 2019 Chiefs, I think, probably have three or four guys in common with this 2023 group. The turnover is that is that profound. Of course, you've got a Hall of Famer tight, tight end that's already set the record for playoff receptions. You've got one of the great coaches of all time, of course, Andy Reid, who's at the height of his powers as well. None of that should change the fact that Josh Allen doesn't have squat. Joe Burrow doesn't have squat. A whole bunch of other guys around this league don't have anything because he's there. This is not what is supposed to be happening. The league has basically said, figuratively, or or in, in action, we're here for turnover. We want every team going into August to think they got a shot. Everybody, if they squint the right way or this player pans out, could be a playoff team and you could see it happen. They are the answer to that. The same way the Patriots were, frankly, for for multiple decades, basically. For 20 years, they played in half the Super Bowls and 80% of the conference title games. That that run defied what was going on in the league, and that's happening right now with Kansas City, too. I, I thought we'd go another several decades before we saw something similar where they're immune to the what the rest of the league does. It's like waves crashing on the shore. Eventually, you'll give in. You'll lose one too many receivers, one too many offensive linemen get hurt, and you'll never be the same. They are immune to it, and it's unbelievable it's because of him. My math was bad. It's 33 players, but it, it's 3% that you account for mm-hmm. of the players that are on the field. Now, it goes without saying you're the most important player by far, but in basketball, you're 10% of the guys that are playing mm-hmm. at any given moment. It's, it's not supposed to be like this. The craziest stat I saw last night, and there were a bunch of them, when the Chiefs are down by a touchdown in the playoffs, This could be early, but oftentimes it's late, as we've seen. But when they are down by a touchdown, Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City as 9-2. Think about that. He joked. I think he was joking. Maybe he was telling the truth. 
after the game last night to Chris Berman. I was watching it about midnight on NFL primetime. When we get down 10, it wakes us up a little bit. It's a good thing for us. Down 10 for a lot of teams is a death sentence. Down 10 in a big spot, yeah. you're turtling, you're petrified. The next mistake means it's out of reach. It's like being down a couple goals in hockey and the other team's attacking on the power play or something. They almost are comfortable and prefer it. They're 9-2 and two when they're down a touchdown in the playoffs. In those situations, Tom Brady led New England, just to give you the comp, in the playoffs was 10-11. and 11. Like, this has never happened before. It's a crazy thing that we're seeing. First quarterback last night to ever win a Super Bowl with the largest cap hit. One of the amazing things yes. in Brady's tenure was he would take less. He's going to bring this up, yeah. And he, you know, he was so selfless. One of the things I really loved about him is he never took as much as he could. Mahomes, remember, signed a half a billion dollar contract. Now, it's spread out over so long like a baseball deal that they'll be able to rework it as need be. So his cap number last this season was $37 million, number one in the NFL. But the last two seasons, for the first time, the starting quarterback has accounted for 16 and 17% of the cap. And until Mahomes last year, the thought was always, you can't win a Super Bowl paying your quarterback that much money. And obviously you can't pay Baker Mayfield that much money mm-hmm. or you know, probably Geno Smith that much money. But you could pay Patrick Mahomes whatever the hell you want to. Because if Miko Hardman and Justin Ross are his leading wide receivers and he's the leading rusher, he'll still beat a team in San Francisco last night with his boys who were the favorites in every game they played all season long. It's just crazy, man. It really is. It really is. And, and you run out of words, right? You run out of it's – all, it's all sounds hyperbolic at this point, how good he actually ends up being. I mean, it's shocking when it doesn't go well for him. I mean, that, that's the point I'm at as a fan, right? Watching some of those moments where he's sliding up in the pocket and is about to do that jump throw or, you know, somebody catches him from behind and tackles him, you're almost stunned. Like that one play that he, he was moving towards the line of scrimmage, he ends up throwing the interception on where he either overthrew Kelsey or underthrew the receiver. It might have been Rice. I'm not sure who, it was in between the two of them. But when he throws that pick, Grant, it's shocking. You're Like when something doesn't work out for him, you're shocked. Like when he got called for an intentional grounding, trying to push the ball with two hands running away from Nick Bosa, uh, you know, just past the line of scrimmage. And you're like, he's going to get away with it. And then when he does it, it's like jarring to see that it didn't work for this guy who's got more horseshoes and more skill in, in all those different places. I mean, he was, he's just so amazing. And, and I hate that I'm sitting here just gushing about it, but you just, the number of times he does something and you just shake your head and you go, regular quarterback trying to do that would fail so miserably. It's not worth doing. Bill Vinovich had a good night, I thought. I thought so, too. Not a story, really, last night. The huge timing of the call against Kansas City that allowed San Francisco's drive to continue in overtime. Optics were bad as soon as you saw the replay. I can't imagine anyone disagreed with that. The right call. It was the correct call. It has to be called. It's a holding penalty. No-brainer. Now, there were some non-calls on what I perceive to be holding penalties against the Chiefs holding 49ers edge and interior rushers on the final game-winning drive, I would always rather prefer that. Swallow those flags. Fewer penalties is good, not bad. I'm not saying every single play was officiated perfectly. I don't think that's the expectation. But there were no jarring, bad calls, bad moments. I thought that officiating crew, which we only ever bring up, like last year when Mm -hmm. there's something quirky at the end of the game, I thought they did what they've done all year long, which is why they were in this game. They kind of let the teams play. 
If there was something that directly affected the play for the most part, they threw the flag, but it was pretty clean otherwise. But a Chiefs team, Kelsey's unbelievable. He's one of the great tight ends ever, obviously. One catch for one yard in the first half. Then he went eight for 92 in the second half. They made a little tweak there, it seems. <laughs> got, he got it going some. Uh, but it was Miko Hardman and Justin Watson. Basically, that the Chiefs were throwing the football to. Uh, incredible and, and breathtaking performance. So we were sitting here before the show, and Danny and I are waxing poetic on Mahomes and where he ranks and all these things. And Ryan goes, I'm out. He's over Mahomes. And it got us to thinking, are you sick of the Chiefs yet? Have they jumped the shark? Have they become now? They've got three and five years. They've gone back to back. Are you over it to the point where you will root against them actively next year? Or is this still fun? Do you find this iteration of winners likable enough that you want to see them continue the dynasty? 800-636-1067, MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, Grant and Danny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Super Bowl 58 last night goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Second time in as many years, back-to-back. For the first time in 19 seasons, a team accomplished what the Chiefs set out to. That's three In their last five, we're going to get to whether or not you are tired of the Chiefs yet. Have they jumped the shark? Because they've been a very likable team. They've been rooted on largely for being innovative, offensive. This is a high-scoring, easy watch, so to speak. you got a Hall of Famer at quarterback and at tight end and at head coach. They've had different iterations where they had the fastest, most electric wide receiver as well. We'll get into that. We haven't talked much about the Niners yet. So really quickly, I wanted to address their amazing season coming up short and them falling into the graveyard Mm -hmm. with Allen and Lamar (laughs) and these other like really good deserving teams and players who just, it almost feels like it's the wrong time. (laughs) You you picked the wrong time, man. But how about Kyle Shanahan, dude? Three Super Bowl appearances. 
Offensive coordinator with the Falcons. Everybody remembers they were up 28-3 and lost. Arguably the most excruciating Super Bowl loss ever. In his three Super Bowl appearances, though, there have only ever been, out of 58 Super Bowls, two have gone to overtime. He's been on the losing end of both of those. Once as a coordinator, once as a head coach. Obviously, Dan Quinn, the head yes. coach, now with Washington, of the other overtime Super Bowl loss. He's been up by 10 in all three games, although a little bit different this time around. It was 10 nothing in the second quarter. It wasn't a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. But just that resume, man. The 25-point lead that, that fell apart. Two of the... Th- only the only two games to ever go to overtime, you're on the losing end in both. And, you know, people that want to pounce on Kyle will have their pound of flesh. You know, people are going to, you know, he's a Nepo baby and whatever. Missed extra point. Missed extra point. Probably man. the difference in the game. Muffed punt right before the Chiefs get the touchdown to take their first lead. Nothing you can really do about that. That's bad luck. They were moving on that first drive on that first 15 script, yep. as they always do. McCaffrey fumbles as they're getting into the red zone. Their second drive, they're making a couple plays. And then inexplicably, all-pro elite left tackle, who I feel terrible for uh, losing last night, Trent Williams, who was in his first Super Bowl in year 14, I think it Mm -hmm. is. Trent, back-to-back penalties. The hold and the false start. That sets you behind the eight ball. But, man, they they find excruciating ways to lose. One extra point. A third and five. For one of the great offensive minds with all the weaponry, with everything. They convert that third and five on that what ended up being a corner blitz. You get a first down. Clock's going to expire with Jake Moody kicking a field goal to win the damn thing. He just banged one in from 53 yards like it was no problem. You win. All these scenarios, you win them. And it happened to go that one way where, you know, like uh, you, you mentioned uh, you know, Thanos earlier. The one in a billion chance where the Doctor Strange saw that Tony Stark ends up with the jewels. There you go. That's what happened. That It was there one way that it could have lost, and that's how it went down. What did you make of the overtime coin toss and taking the ball first for the Niners? Because in real time, like everybody else, I thought it was insane. I didn't get it. I still wouldn't do it, to be clear. I'm on the other side mm-hmm. of Kyle here. I would have, and this was not, you know, second guessing, although it's also that. But I would have wanted the ball second. Same as a shootout. You know, in hockey, as an example, I never want to be shooting first. I want to shoot second for obvious reasons. Know what I got to do. But I thought maybe the logic was, and I'm sure this was part of it, the defense was on the field for an 11-play drive right at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, literally. Seconds before. And it was short order. I mean, it was a mad dash. It was, you know, no time. Guys aren't really coming off the field much. Like, you are spent. So if he just came out and said, our defense was on the field for 11 plays, I wanted to give him a breather, and they did go on a nice long drive to give their defense a rest, I think that would make a lot of sense, and I think it was a factor. So that's why, to me, it's not a no-brainer. Like, people who are going, that's so insane, how stupid is that? Well, you think about it, your defense is taxed. It's You, you put them right back out there, the Chiefs are just going to go through them like string cheese, uh, Swiss cheese, rather. The second part, though, is... Kyle said after the game, and I hadn't thought of this, he said, if you hold serve after both teams equal each other, field goals, touchdowns, whatever, Mm -hmm. we now have the ball sudden death overtime, which is the whole point. You know, you want to be able to go score and walk off and win the game. I think that's also a good argument. Now, they didn't get there because they couldn't stop the Chiefs and they scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And it was another play, like the third and five, where it was third and a couple. Mm -hmm. And 
they got a free rusher and Purdy either didn't make an adjustment or the play just didn't work or whatever it was. But I kind of like that logic too. So I would have done it differently, but everyone's making it out to be like it was this major ridiculous gaffe. And I actually think when you look at it, between the defense getting rest and the ability to have the sudden death possession, I don't think it was as big a mistake as I had originally thought. Nor I. And I didn't even think it was that big of a mistake in, in real time either. And maybe that's, you know. Did you consider the sudden death part? Yes. That, so that, that was that, not on my radar. That until to he me said it. is the reason why I, I don't know what I would have done. It's easy for me to say after the fact. And I'm sitting there watching with a group of people, and, you know, the, the, they flashed the rules up. And I know Vidovich probably gave a quick explanation, but still people were kind of lost. They weren't heading up there to their files about, about the overtime rule. Romo and Nance did a bad job. I thought so. As that drive went along, saying, hey, the game's over if they score a touchdown. Because Romo was even talking about the clock as if, you know, the quarter's going to end. And, well, so what? Right. Now, I didn't, I didn't even know that. I, I was sitting there confused. I, I'm going, why doesn't Kansas City have any urgency at all? And Romo, to his credit, with like seven seconds left, going, I think a lot of folks at home, Jim, are confused. Uh, if, if this if, if clock expires, Jim, if we just keep going. It's like the first quarter of overtime. And I go, I didn't know that. A producer finally got in his ear and was yeah. like, hey, dummy, we should tell people this. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, even, even you know, do the best they can to pay attention, children and food, whatever. But, but see, here's my question. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle says if they hold serve, both get a field goal, both get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's sudden death. It's our ball. So now all of a sudden it was brilliant obviously, to get the ball first. And all the people that were screaming would feel differently. But here's the point. Would the Chiefs have gone for two? That, to me, That's is the, the question. That's the equalizer, right? I guess you just don't know. But what do you think? I mean, if you're Andy Reid, let's say the 49ers score a touchdown, hit their extra point, now you go down, you run corn dog, you get into the end zone on your same play from last year, are you kicking and extending overtime and giving them the ball back? Or do you go for two to win the Super Bowl there? So I think you probably go for two because, to Kyle's point, they now have the distinct advantage, meaning this is the third possession. There's no more equalizing possession to come. So they could go down and kick a field goal and beat you. But then doesn't that take away Kyle's argument that we'd get the third possession? No, I, but, but that's, my, that's my point. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm going for two, and that's why. No, I understand. You force them into that decision. But in other words, then you're never getting a third possession anyway. If the expectation is that the other mm. coach is going for two, you would if it's if it's two field goals. But yeah, your point stands. If if everybody scores a touchdown, also it's not a lock. I mean, that's that is a big stone. Really, with the Super Bowl on the line, you're going to lose by a point going for two. I know Ron Rivera would send that extra point team back out there. You got, most on anything else, really got to do that. Okay, extend that football game. Uh, are you over the Chiefs yet? Are you tired of this? I'm not. I'm not. And it's strange because I was tired of the Patriots. I was real tired of the Patriots by the mid-2000s, let alone the next 15 years where they were still really, really good. This early into it? Like oh, yeah. Six years in, you were tired of the I Patriots. I was so sick of it. Well, that was a way less aesthetically pleasing brand of ball. That was defense, running game. You know, Not that it's a bad way to do it, throwing to running backs. No, this is very, very different, I think. I think so, too. I mean, they were great. I'm not taking anything away from the Patriots. They were great. They, they're the, the dynasty, I say, we should pay more attention to how incredible that was, the longevity, and how excellent they were. It's more impressive to me than anybody else's sports dynasty. Take your Celtics of the 60s and UCLA before, like, freshmen were allowed to play varsity. All the, Pound sand with those. That Patriots dynasty that we just saw is the most impressive thing I've ever seen in sports. Didn't mean I enjoyed it. It wasn't much fun. I was sick of it early on. I'm not sick of this, and, I, and I'm not. I'm trying to figure out why. I'm not either. I think it's two things. Number one... I think it is that this is a fun watch. 
not this year, clearly. This was more of a defense run game, Mahomes making some hero plays kind of script. This has been the best offense in the NFL during this six-year era, though. That's fun to watch. You know, when you're betting or playing fantasy football, you've got a bunch of Chiefs on your team. If you're betting on games, you got Kelsey over, you got Rice over, you got Mahomes throwing for 300. Like, that is a factor. I really believe that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, and I don't know exactly how or why this is, but I find that the key ingredients here, extremely likable. Andy Reid, to me, exceedingly likable. Wants to go eat a cheeseburger after the game and talking about the spread, right? Patrick Mahomes, compared to Tom Brady, immensely likable to me. And so... You just don't see him screaming at his linemen the same way. And I don't have any problem. Looking back on Brady, I really, he's just a great winner. He's a champion. Mm-hmm. Watching the Michael Jordan documentary, Last yeah. Dance, I mean, what a jerk he was to his teammates a lot. Like, that doesn't really bother me. But other than the time that Mahomes pouted after the the call against Tony, I don't know that he's had one of those moments. I feel the same way about him as I do Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I really like Steph Curry. I'd like to hang out with Steph Curry. I, well, I think they've I don't done feel similar... that way about LeBron as an example. Right, LeBron to me, I, I can't explain why, but I don't like him. I like, I when I hang out with him, of course it's LeBron James. Sure. But like, there's a likability factor that he doesn't have that Steph does, and it's part of why the Warriors to me are the Chiefs. I've always kind of Draymond's not this way, and I don't think Kelsey is this way. I think he's jumped the shark a little bit with like it. Stupid yelling, party this, party that. Let's Viva Las Vegas. I I love him as a player. I could do without all the other stuff on the stage, but it doesn't matter. Like, to me, the quarterback, the head coach, the offense, the scheme, the points, it's it's very different than New England. The two things that I would – or the one thing I'd say super quick, there's a great comp with Steph Curry where I think both of these guys, in terms of Mahomes and Curry, have changed the games that they play where everybody coming up now wants to backyard this thing or shoot from 70 feet away. Neither of us are out on the Chiefs yet. It's not the case for everybody in the room right now, though. Where are you guys at on Kansas City? Have they jumped the shark as a champ and as a winner? G&D on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class! Because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Radio Network on the call. What must it be like in Kansas City to be flying back from seeing your team win the Super Bowl, preparing to take off from three days of work for the bender you're about to go on, sandwiched around a championship parade. Now, I've been to a couple of those. They're yes, fun. Yes, they are fun, yeah. I think the NFL version of the NFL football team in your mm-hmm. town might be on another level. Must be nice, though, to be able to go, do you like this one the best or the second one or the first one? Because I'm I'm conscious and awake, and I got to see all of them. It's not just some distant memory. When the Caps and the Nats had their parades, yeah. they had to like, plan it out. Mm-hmm. They had to go, oh, what street should we go down? What do you want to go down? The Chiefs are just going, do you have the uh, – the, the path from last year. Can you give that to the driver, please? Mm-hmm. It's just a different process altogether. You go straight on Maine. My buddy, uh, Alex Gold, who I do the BetQL shows with on the mm-hmm. weekend on CBS Sports Radio. So he's based in Kansas City. And his thing is just like, he posts this picture of Mahomes and he's like, he's inevitable. Like, they just know. Down 10? Fine. They know. Underdog again? Fine. Greatest quote ever last night. If someone's not putting it on a t-shirt already in Kansas City, you're all stupid. Patrick Mahomes on the podium goes, the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Oh, my God, that's fire. Yeah, that's pretty that good. That is so damn good. It's pretty good. The only thing that would have been better is if he cut a promo and said, as long as I'm your quarterback, you'll never be an underdog. I thought about a Commander's T-shirt that said never underdogs, and then I realized. Always underdogs. Constantly <laughs> underdogs. At all times. That would be a good T-shirt, too. Double-digit underdogs normally. Oh, man. Uh, Eric Flack's going to join us at the top of the hour in about 10 minutes. He's our buddy from Channel 9, one of the great investigative reporters in town. He is suggesting, and there's some rumblings, that the stadium bill to move the Caps and the Wiz to Virginia could be dead right now. So we got to get to the bottom of that. Mike's in Gaithersburg. Mike, are you over the Chiefs? I'm not, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call, still. Appreciate hey, buddy. it. Um, I'm glad you guys are asking this also. And I, I think, Grant, you nailed it on the likability factor. But to get there, you have to actually do your homework. And the reason I like the question, too, is also because I cut hair for a living, and I ask a lot of people this question, and they immediately hate on the winners. And everybody likes a good underdog. I love a good underdog. We love the story. But I think people are getting really confused on what's an underdog, the story. And then when you're just blindly hating on somebody, the fact of the matter is 
they were dogs. They did go on the road. This is a great story for Mahomes. I didn't know he said that at the podium. That is pretty gangster. Oh, it's so pretty strong. badass, yeah. And for the record, I want to reiterate, DVOA to me is like the best metric to rip everything out that's not controllable and just evil the, even the playing field and find out how good a team is. This was the most difficult road to a Super Bowl win in terms of playoff opponents and where you're playing the game in history. And they did it with Rasheed Rice and and uh, Justin Ross. No, what's his name? Justin Sanders. Justin, Justin Watson. Justin Watson. I don't care. Those were their receivers. Let's go to Charles in D.C. Hello, Charles. Grant, Grant and Danny. Body. What's up, buddy? How, how are we doing on this fine afternoon, gentlemen? Pretty good, dude. The day after Super Bowl you, wings you, and meatballs day. Die. You guys asked a wonderful question on this fine radio program, and my response to that is I'm, I'm not necessarily getting tired of the Chiefs, but I am getting tired of the, 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 the circus that goes along with that. Just bear with me for a second. The, the, the Taylor Swift phenomenon, mm-hmm. like, can, can that just go away? Grant and Danny, that, that, was, that was actually a betting prop on how many times they were going to show her in the crowd. I hope you took the over. They actually won the Super Bowl this year. So can you imagine going into next season? But you Charles, know, the, the my guy. That's going to go along with that. Well, first of all, great call. Yep, totally this is right. the energy we're looking for. This right? is what it is. Very yeah. sweet as well. That was a good call. Thank you. You didn't miss any plays, right? We're all fine. Blake Lively's next to her. If you get angry when a camera shows Blake Lively, you can kiss my ass. Okay, that's where I'm at on this whole thing. Right. So if that's annoying to you, you're annoying. That's where I'm at. Who who was the other person that was there a lot? There were the, the cast next to her would change a lot. Blake uh, Lively was this there. This is a Darius question because he was telling me about her like a month ago. Spice nice or I, something? I, I spy. Someone <laughs> said to me. I spy somebody yeah. with uh, you know, curly hair. I, don't I know. know Spice won the rapper from my day. I know no. the Spice Girls. But this, this, this is, is the I girl Spice. you were telling me about like three weeks ago. She's a female rapper by the name of Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Yes. I'm and, sure she is. And so I said to, there, uh, there was a little 10-year-old girl who's like my kind of my touchstone here for who's who and what are they doing? What are they saying? Yeah. And I go, who, why is she there? She's got She's right next to Tay-Tay. And she, she said, and I quote, she was on one of the songs. Is that true? That's what she told me. So they, I think that's they what were, my source said. They were totes BFFs. It looked like. I guess they were like walking in together, leaving together, PJ in together. I don't know if they're touring. In, All in, spice. Together. Who? What is she known for? Ice spice latte, whatever her name is. That's a phenomenal question. Ryan, let's tag in Ryan. He's the young person. With all due respect to Darius, you were the one that showed me her, but Ryan would have more information. Shy latte. What did she do? So she is known for some of her raps, but she's very notorious for this one dance move that she kind of created. It's not really something that is PG worthy, so we can't really share this mm. dance move. Yeah. But it's very, mm. yeah, it's it's not a very classy dance move. I don't okay, think. is it a twerk? It's not a twerk. It's it's is it some, like a twerk, a variation it's, it's of a, a twerk. Uh, you, you could say what, it's a variation. She, like, what is she showing off? Butt? Uh, there or? is yes, yes. There's a okay. little bit of that okay. also, and there's kind of like a, a wiping effect too. So it's it's a, a little wipe. Is it yes. suggestive in nature, Ryan? Would you say? We don't know. Okay. We can't say. All right. Disgusting. What would Joe Buck say? What a despicable act! <laughs> what a despicable act by all spices. <laughs> I mean, what, a, what I would love to be in that booth. You know who I'd kick it with is Jason Kelsey. That guy looks like a lot of fun. He's wearing overalls in Vegas. Well, you're going to have to shotgun a beer, though. He, that's fine. Okay. He was dressed like he was uh, Alan from The Hangover when he got off his plane with a satchel. Yeah. He gets it. Eric Flack says the stadium bill 
moving the caps and the whiz to Virginia's dead next on Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 